0: Hello, how are you? I hope you've had a super week. Um, I'm just recording this on the Friday, and well, I've had a lovely morning actually. I have been to a Macmillan coffee morning, and um, at a local venue, and it was super to see so many people supporting it and. With everything going on in my life at the moment, it's a charity I was and a cause that I was more than happy to support. And it was good because I met with a friend who she started off as a business friend, but has become a really well, she's part of my inner circle within the business, but has become a good friend as well. We have so many beliefs and um Approaches to life in common. We've both got sons as well, and it was super. She always challenges, and we always have some really great conversations. And she's not frightened to just say, Deborah, have you done this? And I always think it's great to have somebody in your circle that supports you and is a great cheerleader, but will also challenge. And um, when I'm talking about challenge this week, well, Today is the 29th and as many of you know I committed at the beginning of the month over a glass of wine to run 60 miles in September for cancer research and I must admit when I pressed go on uh, I thought oh yeah I can do that it might inspire me to get running again. I've run for many many years and the furthest I've ever done is a half marathon. But I've fallen out of going on a regular basis. So every now and again I'll think, yeah, I'll go and do two or three miles. And I enjoy it, but I haven't been going on a regular basis. And so I knew it would be a challenge. And I sort of thought, oh, well, it's only two miles a day. And then when I was chatting to my husband and son about it, I realised that it was two miles every day. And I think I've mentioned this on here before. It's that consistency and it's that every day that sort of started to become a little bit daunting and it's been really interesting as sort of an analogy of how we show up in our businesses, in our lives, when we commit to things and habits and people talk about marginal gains and the compound effect but how because in the middle of September we had that really hot weather and it was a week when I couldn't get up early and go running which is my preferred time just because of work commitments and then later in the day it was just so hot I couldn't run for the length of time that I needed to do and so quite quickly I was sort of three four six miles behind on an already onerous tally so Yes, it's been a challenge, but also I think sometimes if you commit to something and the absolutely incredible support that I've had has meant that absolutely I've shown up. And so last Friday I was at the gym on the treadmill running five miles, which I would never have done it on a Friday tea time previously, but um, because I'd made that commitment, I went to it. And the other thing that sort of is quite relevant to what I want to talk about about today is one of the reasons quite selfishly that I chose to do or committed to do this uh, challenge was that I thought it might get me back into running that you know with my arm slightly up my back because I've got to show up consistently I'll get the regular dopamine fix And it will get me back into running on a regular basis. And as the month goes on, I'll be able to get more miles under my belt and I'll be back to it. And it's been a real shock because actually, I think it's made me realise that maybe my running days are over. (laughs) I think it hasn't given me the joy that it has done in the past. Now, don't get me wrong, sometimes... I probably will go out for a run, but I don't think I will ever be a regular runner again. It it just didn't give me that joy that it always used to. And again, can't we learn so much from this? And it made me think about, you know, just evaluating and reviewing. And sometimes there have to be some home truths. We can quite often get into a habit of doing something that we've always done and just carry on pushing ourselves And actually it's not working for us and maybe we just need to reevaluate and think about what it is that we want. And I'm a big believer in I've got to love it these days, whether it's a new piece of clothing, whether it's a client, whether it's a piece of work. I've got a book, Michelle and I were talking about that this morning. Um, I've said on here before I once had counselling for perfectionism and there were two things and I've talked about ironing my towels on here if you've listened to earlier episodes but the other thing that I used to do was if I'd started to read a book whether it was a novel or a business book even if I wasn't enjoying it and it wasn't speaking to me because I'd started it I would make myself finish the book and that was one of the things that as part of my counselling I had to get rid of that, uh, give myself permission to stop reading the book if it wasn't bringing joy or being of use to me. So um, I started to think about this with the running and I thought well you know maybe it's not doing my joints that much good and maybe there is something that is better for me at the moment that I will enjoy more. It's a different time in my life and how many of us stop to reevaluate within our businesses and say, actually, or in our careers and say, actually, this isn't I need to tweak this. I need to review because we can edit. And don't get me wrong. I completely understand if you are in a job, if you are in a career, um, if you have responsibilities, if you have a team within a business, we can't just throw it all in the air overnight. But there are certain things that we can tweak within the day. And one of the things that I know some of you listening who have worked with me will have heard me say this before. But often we can't change the day job. But can we change something else and allow ourselves to have a plan B or something that runs alongside the day job that that then facilitates that plan B, the bit that gives us the joy? So... Yes it may be that you're in a well-paid job but you aren't enjoying it as much but if you can then set up something that gives you joy whatever that may be and reframe that job or that career as facilitating that then all of a sudden you show up in perhaps a different mindset. So I'm a big believer in we can create the lives that we want. And this might take time, but it's about the choices we make. Um, another example, a few weeks ago, I had a bit of a light bulb moment. And this is very basic. And it plays into the topic that I'm going to be talking about today. But I realise that mornings are really important to me. So I get up early. I've said this before. I get up at 6 or earlier to allow me to um, plan my day, write in my journal, meditate, do some exercise and I just love that time having my coffee before the boys get up and just set myself up for the day and then after breakfast, breakfast is important in our house because it's the time that we are all together. I go and have my shower and I get myself dressed for the day. And I love that time. I love having that time without it being a rush. And I realised that actually that is a big part of me being set up for the day. And instead of some mornings when I'm trying to rush maybe for a nine o'clock meeting or get into the office for nine o'clock, I realised that why didn't I just start my day at ten? <laughs> when I can not always that's not always the uh, not always a possibility but those mornings that I am in the office and in control of my day why not start the day at 10 and I come in all set up and fired up and because I've gone through that routine I'm performing to my very best so just a few ideas there to review and think you know what Am I creating the day? Am I creating the life that I truly want? And that's what I just want to talk about today. I want to talk about back to basics. I want you to check in with yourselves and think about the impact that you're having. Are you having the impact that you want? Do you have the impact that you want? Are you as visible as you believe you should be? And how's your personal brand? Are you managing it well? Are you communicating it consistently? And how's it going? Are you getting the results that you want? And if you're not getting the results that you want, and here comes a big fat home truth, if you're not getting the results that you want, then you need to do something different. And, you know, we often hear this, don't we? If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. And I think sometimes we sort of trot these comments out, these quotes out, but we don't often think about how that impacts us. And I wanted to look at how, um, I always think that diet and exercise are and and wellbeing are a great example, an, an easy example for us all to understand. And I decided that I wanted to make some changes to my diet more from a, a well-being point of view and to help with my skin because I, I suffer from chronic eczema and just to get myself feeling better about myself. And I started to look at my what I ate. When I say my diet, I mean diet in the, the, the loosest terms. And I started to look at my diet and there were some things in there that really didn't suit what the the results I was trying to achieve but then I was resisting giving those up and I thought well if unless I give those up and go through the discomfort because it is about stepping out of our comfort zone isn't it but unless I go through that discomfort of set, uh, giving those up and looking for an alternative and a better alternative to fill that gap, then I'm not, never going to get the results. Because if they stay in my diet, then I'm always going to get the results, the side effects of eating whatever that may be. So just a really simple example, but it's exactly the same when it comes to our impact and our personal brand. So let's think for an example about emotional intelligence. If you are somebody who can quite quickly, your heckles are raised if somebody challenges you and you become very defensive then it may be that your relationships and your impact and your influence isn't as good as it could be. And therefore you may need to do some self-reflection, some uh, review, some self-awareness, maybe even have some coaching around this to really help you moving forward. And these things take time because again, they're habits and they're hardwired. But just by being aware that this is something that you do, it's a habit, it's a behavior that will help you. And then the next time you may catch yourself before you respond and then you are able to change that behavior, change that habit over a over the medium term. So just a thought there, if you want to get the results, you need to do something different and this might be a big change it might be a tweak. And it's amazing how much those tweaks can impact. And going back to my running analogy, you know, I didn't show up one day, but that meant I had to do four miles the next day, not two miles. And all of a sudden, if I miss two days, I've got a lot more to do. I've got, oh, I can't work that out now. Is it six miles or eight miles? (laughs) My son would be horrified at my mental maths there but you get the gist. Very quickly it starts to compound. So why does this happen? Well I think we all set off with good intentions don't we? But you know and I'm guilty of this. I'm a bit of a magpie. I love shiny objects. I get distracted by new things and all of a sudden I find myself down a rabbit hole chasing something new rather than being a completer finisher and that's why I have to have some good people around me in my business but are you the same have you have you got that discipline to see things through are there things that you've perhaps left behind let go not followed through on And all of a sudden we start to dilute our brand maybe because we're not showing up as our best self. Even in the small areas, don't forget that often personal brands are diluted and people may even walk away from your brand. Not because of some huge breakdown in what you do, some misdemeanor, whatever it may be. Often it's consistently not showing up and people feel this and start to forgive you at first, but then eventually they will go looking elsewhere. If you do, if you do dilute your brand, you stop standing for something and it may be that thing that people first came to you for. And if you're diluted, then you don't get the buy-in from anybody. I've said before, A strong personal brand will be divisive. Not everybody will love you. It's about being, you know, Marmite. It's about being espresso. It's about a strong brand that those that buy into you absolutely love you. But you're not for everybody. You don't want to be vanilla, that middle of the ground that, oh, well, I'll have that if they haven't got my favourite flavour. So just think about that. And also just think about, you know, talking about going back to basics. If we have used the analogy before uh, when I've talked about reverse engineering your goals, but think about a sat nav and what is your end destination? And whereas you may have programmed in one goal as your end destination, maybe it's time to review that goal Maybe things have changed for you, whether it's because of life changes, big moments within your life, within your family, within your career. It may just be that you've become curious. So many women over COVID particularly um, started to pick up. They were the women with the biggest group of people that started to set up their own businesses over the COVID period. You know, so many of my clients, male and female, when they sit and review where they are going, where their goals are, realise when they actually really sit and think about what that means and what that will look like, actually they're on the wrong path. It's a Steve Covey phrase that says, you know, you've got to make sure your ladder is up against the right wall. I think I've shared on here before. One of my clients very, very early on in the business said to me, that's my biggest fear, Deborah, that one day I'll wake up and realise that my ladder is up against the wrong wall. That I've been happily following this path, but actually it's not the path that I really, truly want. And interestingly enough, and I'm not going to say too much because you might be able to identify who this person is, but... They had a huge change in career and really are following their purpose now and I often think back to that conversation that we had probably 13 years ago. So sometimes that check in with ourselves, let's go back to basics and think what do I want here, is this really the path that I want to follow. So I've been doing a little bit of this as well and thinking about, have I gone off path? What is it that I'm looking for in the business? What are my main priorities in the business? And therefore, what do, having used that reverse engineering model, if those are my goals, how do I need to be showing up in the business? And it's thinking about what you are aiming for. And I realise that one of the things that I've sort of fallen off the wagon with, and I think we can all do this, we get bogged down in the day to day. And the one thing that we stop doing is actively showing up, actively being visible. Maybe you aren't showing up on social media, or on LinkedIn as consistently as you were, or you're not showing up intentionally. So... I heard a great analogy yesterday about how social media is a little bit like a microphone and singing. So if you are a great singer, then the microphone will amplify that and your audience will love it. But if you're not a great singer, then the microphone will also amplify that and your faults and that isn't going to do you any favours. Favors, And social media is a little bit the same. If you're showing up with purpose, you know your values, you know your mission, you know why you are doing what you are doing, then social media will absolutely amplify your brand, will connect with the right audience. If you don't know what you're doing and you're not doing it with intention, then it will amplify that as well. And that's when I think we become frustrated when we think, gosh, you know, I see a lot of that person. I'm not quite sure what they are trying to share with me. So one of the things that I realised I'd stopped doing was my newsletter. And I was inspired to revisit this. So one of the People that I follow within my business is a guy called David Hyatt, and some of you may have come across David Hyatt. He has two well, he has many strings to his bow, but he in he set up he's the founder of the do lectures do and um he also, as part of that business, has some um sort of I was going to call them self-help books, they're guides. I mean, they have do sourdough so that's not self-help is it but they have do presenting and different many many different topics on a whole range of um, subjects and he also is founder of and I don't know how to pronounce this I think it's Wheat Denim which is a Welsh South Wales business and incredibly Niche but successful denim producer, and I know in the very early days, Meghan Markle, before she married Prince Harry, wore some of their jeans, and it caused them real challenges from a supply point of view. Anyway, I'm going off t- track. Um, have him have a look at uh, David Hyatt because I believe he writes some of the bre- best copy and content in the business. His writing, his content is compelling. It's often vulnerable. He tells fabulous stories and he really is an incredible storyteller. He always draws me in and I've bought courses from them because of the emails that David sends and one of his emails talked about content and he said that they'd done a review exactly what I'm talking about here and gone back to basics and they realized that they were spending 80% of their time on their social media and that their newsletter had been forgotten a little bit it was seen as old school and they were only spending 20% of their time on that But when they reviewed and evaluated their customers and their business, they realised that they were actually getting 80% of their business from the newsletter and only 20% from the socials. So I thought long and hard about this and decided to revive my newsletter. And I use a tool when I'm coaching and in workshops called Good Tricky Different. And, I des- and it's something that always works very well when it comes to difficult conversations. And I decided to use the theme because I wanted the newsletter to be short and sharp, but of benefit to people. And so I pick a topic every week and actually one of the... The, the newsletter is going to be every two weeks. That's how it was previous. And therefore, one of the weeks... Now, let me get this right. The newsletter will pick up one of the topics that I talk about in the podcast, but using the good, tricky, different tool. And it got me thinking because one of the reasons that I use the newsletter is it allows me to share the podcast with more people and also share my expertise and keep my name front of mind which is what we all need to be doing to be seen as that visible expert and also by the way if you want the newsletter um, and and you haven't subscribed there are details at the end of the podcast but if you go to my website deborogden.com and go to the download button it allows you to subscribe there And you also get my personal brand plan as a download. Anyway, once again, I digress. This is going back to those basics of keeping in touch with people on a regular basis. That's what we need to be doing. Keeping in front of people the basics of being visible. Being that front of mind person. So as and when people in your world are ready to buy what it is that you offer. Whether that's within a business and they are ready to pick up on your ideas then they know exactly where to come f- to and what it is that you stand for and on the basics of that that is the basics of personal brand what it is that you stand for so remember this is three areas it's what you do which is your cv it's your linkedin profile if you like it's your experience so it's the what you do but It's also who you are, so that's your personality, your values, your mission and it's how you do it, so your behaviours and actually I said the what you are is your LinkedIn profile, actually your LinkedIn profile should reflect all those areas, your LinkedIn profile should give me an essence of what it will be like to work with you in your world and that is your personal brand. So, We need to get clarity. Let's get back to basics. If we get clarity, we get credibility. If we are confused, then our clients and our customers and our audience will be confused and we'll be confused as well. And we will become overwhelmed. If you have clarity, you know the next steps that will give you the impetus to take action and by taking action, that gives us more confidence. And at the end of the day, more confidence gives us more impact. Have a super week and I'll see you on next week's episode. Feeling inspired? If you'd like to know more, please visit my website at deborahogden.com where you can download your own personal brand action plan And if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd love you to subscribe and share the podcast with your network. Thanks for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.